You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty and this is episode number 61. In the room with me tonight is uh, over there, Mr. Greg Badko. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, going all right. And uh, also, next to me, uh, not Andrew this evening, this is uh, Simo. How you doing, Simo? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Good. uh, Those listeners who have uh, listened far back enough, uh, Simo's joined us before, I believe, uh, on one of the PRI recap episodes. At least one. Have you been on multiple or just the one? No, just the one, mate, but I reckon that. Last one was after the first PRI. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's going back. Yeah. Well, we're going back a while. So welcome. Great to have you back, mate. Ah, good on you, Rusty. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Thanks for joining. We've got a few reasons as to why you're here tonight, uh, which we'll get into, no doubt. But uh, usual question, gentlemen, have we been shooting or done anything recently in uh, the last few weeks? Well, no. No? No. <laughs> Hang on. You're, you're usually the one that's actually done something. Yeah, no. I've, I've, got, a, uh, I've got a chassis in pieces. I, I sold oh, off the 223 out of my thermal rig, uh, and now I'm, I'm waiting for our good friends at SAA Pole to uh, process my PTA, mm-hmm. and, and I'll put a 243 in the thermal rig. So yeah, You're not saying you're gunless, though, are you? Is oh, no. I'm not gunless. Okay, I'm not good. gunless. Oh, I'll, I'll be out this weekend. Don't worry about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've just got to put the thermal on the old BSA again. All right. So I go back, back in time, back into the 70s, and uh, yeah, and then I'll go out this weekend probably. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Simo? Uh, yeah, not so much with rifles, but I've been shooting my bow a fair bit. Okay. Uh, just lack of time really, but uh, work, still trying to figure out building that uh, <laughs> long-range rim fire for the... Oh, yeah. Playing around with the rimfire comp. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, good, right. So, good gonna... friend, the uh, Canadian Beethoven, is uh, selling a couple of. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of gats for me at the moment, so I can finance that. Oh so, right! Uh, so you've got a uh, you got a like a longer range rimfire in the works. I do indeed. What are you thinking? Um, or is it too early to give details away? Well, I don't want to don't want to give all the other blokes uh, any inside information. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no one no one actually listens to this, so you should be all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe both the blokes uh, out there can. <laughs> 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 no, no. Look, I'm just thinking. Lith- I'm just thinking the Lithgo yep. 101. Nice. Um, and simply because it's a really, it's a nice action that's left hand, you know. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yeah, you're yeah, a lefty. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry to hear that. <laughs> Everyone's groaning. Good <laughs> Sam in here. Um, <laughs> so, and then yeah, look, I mean, I've got a, I got a, uh, <laughs> an older uh, Bushnell Elite Tactical on yep. the 308. So, I'll, I'll get myself a new scope for the 308, and then that can uh, make ah, the uh, transition onto the 22. But other than that, yeah, just uh, been shooting the bow and. Yeah, good fun. Good fun. I've actually been looking at the twenty two trainer stuff. Well, not so much a trainer, just a, just its own its own standalone setup. Mm. And uh, I've been looking at the Falcon M eighteen scope. They're about the five hundred dollar mark. Okay, and price is about right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the price is is good, and and they've always seemed to work fairly well. So I'm mm. thinking that might be a good option. Um, I've yeah. never seen one of them in the flesh. What are they like? Um, yeah, they're made of metal, so <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably why. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. I'm not going to take that one to bed then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, no, I mean like tracking wise, and you know how Where's the turrets feel. And, you know? <laughs> um, no, they they seem to they seem to track. Fairly well, yeah. um, and I mean clarity is okay, uh, mm. but you know, then again, if you're only needing to see two or three hundred meters, yeah, that's um, right. they mm. should be. They they stand up to that. Uh, mm. We had some out of that comp the other week. We had some on display, and yeah, right. Uh, I just had a bit of a play with it, and I thought, I think for mm. the for the dollars, it just seems seems right. Yeah, yeah. But I I heard the uh, front runners were running uh, Razor Gen two so yeah. at that comp. Yep, no, you're you're, you're right? not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, the guy I took out ran a uh, Razor Gen two, but um, we don't all have bad co cash, so <laughs> you know that's um, no, well, obviously he does. So <laughs> we obviously need to talk going to partnership on yeah, a few. I think you're probably right. Yeah, but no, I was just looking for a, for a sensible option um, yeah. of something that that can fit. The, the appropriateness of the gun, also you know, others could could utilise as well. So, mm. um, I mean, I got no dramas dropping a Carlos on there if if that's what needs to happen. Mm. It just means I have one less on one other gun because I can't buy another one at the moment. But anyway, that's uh, you know, I think uh, I think those Falcons might. 
be a good option. Anyway, we'll see. We'll mm. see. Yeah, we'll play I, with one. I always get interested when there's a new something new pops up. You know. From... Yeah, well, they've been around a while. Yeah. Well, oh, are you talking about the, the type of shooting? Oh no, I mean just the just the uh, the make. You yeah. Know, okay. Because uh, yeah. it's not the the old tried and true, your Bushnell or your Vortex or mm. your, you know. No. So, and it'll probably be good to have a sniff around the uh, Brizzy Shot Show coming up too. Yeah, just, true. Because there was a couple of uh, tactical uh, CZ type builds uh, at the last Shot Show. There was oh, I've forgotten what it's called, of course, because I, you know, that's me. I forget everything. <laughs> but um, there was like a CZ in a nice little sort of semi-tactical stock. Yeah, and there was yeah, a Lithgow like, in a in a semi sort of like manners looking stock. Yeah, right. Um, and they look like two you know really good off the shelf options to get up and running yeah um so yeah i'll definitely have a look out for those at the the shot show yeah i did look at the i did look at the cz's there's a one of them the cheaper of the two is i think they call it the tactical yeah and the then there's the man ah, and then there's stop. a manners trainer or yeah, tactical yeah. Trainer that's with the, the one stop. that's the that's, one that's around 2k oh is it up yeah. around town yeah and it's not the magical uh Southpaw version either, so <laughs> yeah. it's back to the lift go. No one cared. Yeah, no one. No <laughs> but you know what? I mean, from the initial stuff, the initial sort of uh, fiddles I've had with the lift go, I quite like it. So not the action oh, feels good. nice. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Good. And so. the trigger feels pretty nice too. So yeah, and there's bits and pieces you can uh, you can t- tweak on all of it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the Lithgow certainly will be uh, will be a contender. And you know, looking and for you know, around eleven hundred bucks, beautiful. We had we had plenty of those Lithgows at the comp. And, were they running uh, smooth? Yeah. Were they running nice? Yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah. They were. Yep. Um, and in fact, the the gun that ended up being in the hands of the winner uh, had, it was a Savage, but had a number of problems over the course of the day. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he still shot well enough to sort of move on from that, but mm. yeah, still few few issues. Uh, had another. Another one of them actually bail out of the comp because it's uh it it died partway yeah. through, yeah, um, okay. but yeah the the CZs and the Lithgows were the the rest of the, the yep. crew, yep. and they they all performed really well. Yeah, great. So which is good. We've been we've been distracted. I think uh, was it's not <laughs> hard for us really. <laughs> no, someone someone mentioned something about guns. Yeah, and, uh, off we go. Uh, we are on that tangent. Here we are. Yeah. So uh, what have I got? Uh, I I haven't been shooting much in the last week. I got to do a little bit. Um, on Sunday, we had a uh, fundamentals course out and uh, got the last 15 minutes. Had a bit of a play as well with uh, with some stuff. And, um, yeah, no, I, I I went through that old lesson of making sure you get your distances correct. Oh, mm. yes, that lesson. Yeah. That lesson. So yeah, It's um, a fairly good one, that one. I, I ran through a really impressive time and wondered why I missed everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, something wrong with my rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I figured, oh, what have I stuffed up here? And, and I realised I'd stuffed up what the distances were. Yep, anyway, uh, minor details. We're away for a uh, intensive five day course next week, so that should Ooh, nice. allow us to uh, uh, make amends, perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get yeah, some distances good. correct. Yep. this time. So uh, that should be good fun. I'll pay more attention to that. Uh, Darwin's not far away. The NT Practical Rifle. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So that should be uh, should be good. I don't know if there's any spots available. Uh, let's say there are. So you definitely need to get in contact with uh, with Butters up there. Uh, make sure you jump on their Facebook page and uh, jump onto that if there is some spots available. And the other one I was going to mention was a New South Wales Practical Service Rifle uh, or Precision. Sorry, Precision Service Rifle, which is on the thirtieth of uh, July. Yeah, so okay. make mention yep. of that out there. At, uh, I reckon that's a Hornsby. So if you are looking for a comp and you're near Sydney um, around the end of this month, July uh, 2017, jump on board, get into it, and um, yeah, no doubt there'll be an opportunity to shoot that one, which will be good. We got any uh, South Aussie fellas heading up to Darwin, do you know, Rusty? We do. Um, I'm trying to think who's been on the podcast that uh, is heading up, so... uh, Some listeners may remember Bronte, who was on board for an episode, um, and has... Uh, she probably appeared once or twice. Uh, Galen, who was here for the PRI yeah. wrap up, yep. um, and uh, Nick from Ignition Custom Engineering as well. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I'm aware of. That chances are there are some others, but I mm. I can't bring them to front of mind at the moment. That'd be a good road trip in the bongo van with those boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. 
on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a bit of a drive. For, I've uh, done that one uh, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, she's a long way. Yeah. yeah, one time we did it straight, and that was not uh, – that was really good fun. It took us 29 and a half hours. Really good fun. Never do mm. it again in my life. Yeah. Uh, that was, it's all right if you're 20. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that probably uh, that was that was um, younger, sillier times. Mm. Uh, it was for work though at the time, um, but we got that got that done. Mission mission critical. It was uh, it was all yep. done. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so Darwin should be good. So a few yeah, few good. South Aussies going, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how it all goes. Um, and having a bit of a crack myself should be good. So um, one of the, the reasons you're here tonight, Simo, um, was you guys uh, – well, Greg has got the taste of this podcast thing going on <laughs> and he's just branching out into other areas. And uh, and Simo, I guess you're just along for the ride. He's clearly funding no. it all. And uh, Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well, he's promised me uh, some recording gear and uh, – <laughs> Couple yeah. of microphones and that. Hang on, uh, I'm trying to write it all down. <laughs> no, no, to, to co-host, to co-host with him. So yeah, yeah. no, nah, look at Simo's brainchild. So now, see, see, you guys are um, putting together a podcast. That's what we're mm. we're alluding to, and uh, and getting the mighty Badco on board. The man with the golden tonsils. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely gold. <laughs> <laughs> and um and so tell us about it, Simo. Where like uh, what's it about, and and where's it come from? And well, and well, look, I guess it, it's going to have a. I guess it's going to have some overlap with with what you guys have been talking about here. Mm-hmm. But essentially, uh, Greg and I, we spend a lot of time uh, controlling pests, and uh, also yep. a lot of our time thinking about going on trips, and you know, both on our own and <laughs> and together. So mm-hmm. really, it's it's uh about hunting in general cool right yep. so so going beyond your rifles and your ammunition and and your gear and everything yep. it's more about it's about cars and camps uh, mm-hmm. uh especially food one, prep food prep and the big thing that i'm into of course is the paddock to plate stuff so yeah okay cool. so butchering making sausages uh, doing small goods all that sort of stuff as well mm-hmm. uh and it, it just came about we were sort of sitting around uh a campfire one night going, you know what, we, you know, we could really actually do some live recording yeah, uh, and, and actually come up with some great stuff, you know, especially after a couple of ports. Or I was going to say, you guys are a bunch of uh, funny idiots, so I think that'll, uh, that'll probably go quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, you know, and, and our interests are quite varied as well, although we come to, we come together on a lot of stuff, but, you know, I'm, I'm more mm-hmm. into my stalking and up close stuff where uh, Greg's into his tech and... Yep, mm. uh, gadgets and stuff. So and you've thought, got you someone know, else on the on the podcast, or yeah, you? yeah, got a, a mate of ours, uh, Justin. Uh, he's he's had a lot of experience with uh, wildlife pest management. He was running the North Queensland branch of the what we used to refer to as the Slaughter Squad. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> conservation <laughs> pest management. So yeah, so, yeah he, doing conservation management, uh, yeah. but he's also a mad keen four wheel driver like myself. So so we're sort of we're going to cover. A, a lot more varied ground, and hopefully mm. find find a bit of a, or find yeah find a platform to exchange a bit of knowledge and information with some other blokes, and made a few good connections over at uh, yeah. Shot Expo. Um, so you know, I mean, I'm thinking everything from like hunting with dogs, training dogs, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You through, mentioned bows before, then yeah, through to that. archery because archery yep. is an, is another or bow hunting is another big passion of mine. So yeah, mm. cool, yeah, and. What do you carry in your pack when you go out? You know, Stacks. like for day humps, day hunts, and <laughs> day, day, day humps. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> what was what was that? When, you're, uh, when you're creeping hey, up what, behind a few uh, what, sheep. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of podcast was this? <laughs> it's an adult one. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's okay. Right, right. No, it looked really, really broad, but uh, you know, hopefully, in time too, we sort of provide uh, mm. option for interaction and stuff like that as well, the way you guys are now. But obviously, we're grassroots at the moment so yeah yeah well we're not yeah. far off that either to be honest but so, I, yeah. I do believe uh we're in a, in debt to you as well because you're going to host us initially so 
Thank you very much. No, no problems. Mm. Thank, thanks for springing that upon me. What would no you? worries. <laughs> Easy. And uh, you're going to uh, supply some equipment too, I heard. Yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. yeah for no, free it, stuff. That's awesome, guys. And, and mm. it's it's exciting knowing the two of you lads. And uh, and um, that's the other thing that perhaps uh, that people may not realise straight on the show, but you guys have known each other for a long time. And the three of you guys have known each other since, what, high school? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there's yeah. a huge amount of history so. to draw on mm. and experiences, but also you... Um, you also are quite diverse in your knowledge, and you're not all of the same ilk either. You, you, you know, yeah. I, I don't remember Bedko ever talking about going bow hunting. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. We, we sort of started off with a thermal bow. Yeah, yeah. We all started off sort of pretty young, and and well, initially into guns, then into hunting. Yeah. But then we all went to our separate corners of Australia. You know, yeah, like okay. I, I went travelling around Australia. Um, Justin went pretty much all around the world. Um, Simon went up into the Northern Territory, did a lot of hunting. He just went down the road. <laughs> yeah, he went around the corner, never moved. Nah, but we've all sort of gone off to the four corners yeah. and, and tasted different forms of hunting and, and yeah, different nice. styles. And, and then yeah, we'll, yeah, now we'll come back and talk about it. Hopefully we'll, we'll pass on some experience, you know, and, and some, you know, maybe young hunters or even experienced hunters can just get a little, you know, a few tips from us and, and hopefully we can hit on the guests yeah, well, that's uh, exciting. On the on the topics that uh, on the particular topics we're talking about, we can get some guests in that can really, you know, pass on some some knowledge. Brilliant. Know? So I know, I know it's not up yet, but what is it going to be called when it is? It's called Hunt, Hunting HQ. Hunting HQ. So yeah. we're going to uh, certainly we'll pass it out once the information comes on board. Absolutely. Um, well, I've got I'm sort of in the in the middle of setting up Instagram and Facebook and all that sort of thing to complement it. So yeah, right. You might want to get onto that because they time out if you if you're in the middle of it. Mm. Well, I've I've done it. I just got to. Oh, right. Do the yeah. podcast basically. <laughs> you do some work. <laughs> but I thought I'd better jump in there and just uh, lock it down. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. We look forward to that, and I know mm. that you've got some exciting guests planned and uh, mm. bits and pieces. So, um, guys, we'll pass that on for those who, uh, those of our listeners who um, really do enjoy the hunting side of things. And not that we won't, we're not going to stop talking about the long range hunting mm. side of things, but we certainly do really keep it along that long range precision stuff. Mm. So, wonderful for people who want to uh, develop a little bit more uh, in that regard. That would be. Excellent. So, guys, we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. Thanks yeah, for joining cool. us, Simo. And, no worries, mate. Uh, Thanks for having me. We know you do do enjoy some of the precision rifle stuff and uh, all that sort of gear as well. So it's great to uh, have that diversity. So we have been running a competition for some coffee mugs recently, and what we did is we asked you guys to send in your a uh, couple of comments about what you would do if you started over again, and we got a bunch of feedback. So we put them into the uh, the back of uh, episode fifty eight and put them up on Facebook and wanted you guys to vote so what we we were going to do is to give away two coffee mugs and we still are and one of them was going to go to the comment that had the most likes and that was the comments by fat jesus so fat jesus you've won the first coffee mug well done um we're going to throw in actually what you said here yeah yeah my name's uh, fat jesus um <laughs> if you were to get in the shooting Something I'll do, I'll probably just get something simple, something that works, do a bit of research, ask some guys down the club what they use. There's heaps of stuff on the website, lots of websites to check it out and just get something basic just to start and from there, you, when you start coming up with these comps, you'll start meeting guys and seeing what others use and start talking and then from there, once you, you get that, you sort of can start building your own rifle and just learn the basics, like start working on positions. You don't have to shoot live rounds every week just go out to the range do some dry fire build some barricades in your room but the biggest thing is just start like get into it you know? once you get into it you get these things you meet so many guys like the amount of guys I've met so far from coming down to PRI like Scotty and Andy and all those guys it's been it's such a learning curve and coming into these events it's like you know it's like drinking out of a fire hose you know <laughs> there's so much stuff that you learn and it's been awesome and everyone's so friendly it's the best Best thing I've ever done so far. I love it. Well, I don't know how he won with that comment, but anyway, that's what he did. He got the most likes, so well done. Uh, now, the second, um, also, Fat Jesus, that coffee mug is coming out to you uh, as soon as I can find you on uh, in the white pages. 
it's been, Under J yeah. or F. Yeah, well, that? that's what I'm trying to work it out. <laughs> Does he want sure. it signed or will that devalue it too much? <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely signing that one. Yeah. Uh, all right, and the other, the other coffee mug was going to go out to um, one of the people that voted in that um, – in that Facebook post. So I've got all the names in the system here. You guys can see those. Yep. And I'm going to click on pick a random name. Let's see how we go. Jared Robertson. Hey. There we go. Jared uh, runs the Victorian uh, Precision Service Rifle. So, Jared, congratulations, mate. You've got a coffee mug. Um, are we going to send him signed? Oh, I think it'd be a real treat for him. <laughs> <laughs> You struggled to get that one out through all the laughter. <laughs> all right, Jared. Well, um, uh, both you and Fat Jesus get signed coffee mugs. <laughs> I'm going to find like a really ghastly coloured pen <laughs> to make you sign it. And, uh, and we will uh, we will get those ones out to you as soon as we can. Um, sorry for having to send them to you. Um, and thanks, guys, for everyone who partaked. Is that a word? Partook. It is now, partook. mate. Partook. It is partook. now. I was going to say partook, but it yeah. sounded like something you'd, you'd get out of Lord of the Rings. Um, and so uh, we're going to send uh, thanks for everyone to be involved with that. That would be uh, wonderful. I'm sure we'll do another giveaway at some point soon. So we had some questions come through uh, that we're going to hit up, and I'm going to throw them to uh, the guys here. And also we'd love to hear your comments, those who are listening as well. Um, feel free to chuck up on Facebook. So um, let's start with this one here from Sean McNally. Now, Sean was actually on the uh, podcast the other week and uh, and then proceeded to send us some questions as well. Uh, here we go. So how do you know when your barrel is worn out, what shows and what to look for? In 22 to 50 through to other calibers, will, be the, will there be different effects to notice? All right. So Greg is... Uh, Jumped forward, and he said, "Wants to answer this one first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's jumping actually, at the bit. No, he's uh, he no. said he's he hasn't got a lot of experience with this. Nah, one. I haven't actually had a barrel diameter yet, so I, I can't add a lot of value. No, so that's um, I'll hand that one over to you, well, Sam. I'll, I'll say <laughs> I'll say the twenty two fifty is right up my alley because I had I had that experience, and and perhaps I'll go through with it. So we were out on a trip. We were out with uh, with Jordan and Dan yep. and Cole, King yep. of the North. Yep, and we were out shooting, um, and a bloke called Ryan as well, and we we're out shooting uh, just south of Broken Hill, and um, you know, reasonably good at shooting uh, under spotlighting conditions, and I was mm. missing everything. Yeah, was absolutely everything, and and the guys are giving me a hard time as they should. Fair yeah, enough, yeah. no dramas. Yeah. I'll, You're I'll a target. Yep. yep, correct. Up until probably missed like the tenth. Yeah. Attempt. Yeah. And Jordan got stuck into me, which is, you know, I'll wear it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you have bad nights. There's no problem. And Dan looked at me and went, right, no, something's up because you, you're you normally hitting more than this. So yeah. you're not going to hit everything, but you normally, you know, you don't usually have that bad a run. I went, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know what's happening. No, I'll, I'll, I'll claim it's me having a bad night. You yeah. know, just can't, yeah. can't put it together. Scratching your head. Yeah. Correct. I'm, just, I'm happy to be completely wrong. It just seemed to be slightly excessive, uh, yeah. not having any luck. So anyway, the next day we uh, we shot the uh, shot the rifle on paper, and it was uh, not going well. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it? Way. A big even spread of yeah. randomness. Yeah, the, the group just got huge, huge. compared yep. to what it was, and and so I took that on board, and I went, all right, well let's um let's see what else we can do. So my first thought, my first thought was. Uh, I, I remounted the scope, I checked the rifle, did all those bits and pieces up there, still to no avail. So I then thought, well, um, what if uh, what if it's my reloading? My reloading's let me down. All right, mm. let me, let's eliminate that as a factor. So I bought some factory ammo in the same projectile I was running and I shot that and the groups were worse. Mm. And I went... Mm. Okay, well, I'm gonna guess that this is uh, this is my barrel has had problems, yep. Yep. and so we looked down it, and yeah, oh, sure yeah, enough, um, the first well reasonable amount of the rifling had been worn away. It had been like in that out. throat area, yeah, in yep. that throat area, just extended all the way, well, a significant way, not all the way, reasonable way down the the, the barrel, yep. um, and enough that clearly the projectiles were were having 
a long jump to actually engage with the rifling yeah, yeah. and therefore we're, we're having an effect on it. Now, the rest of the rifling would have been no dramas at all. It's really yep. that throat area that burns out. Yep, yep. And so that's concluded to me that there was a problem there, Rebarreled it, instantly come back to well under half a minute. Yep. And started hitting things again, surprisingly. Yes. <laughs> so um, that's, that's the unfortunate story of how I knew. Now, that gun I, I bought, that gun secondhand many moons ago, and this is going back mm. quite a while now. And so, um, when I bought that gun, I bought it secondhand, so I didn't know how many yeah. were on the gun. Yeah. So it was hard to take a, an estimate of how much life I got out of it. Twenty-two to fifty is probably somewhat notorious for not having a huge amount of barrel life. Mm. The flip side to that, my three hundred Win Mag, and, and listeners who've been around for a while may remember um, that I was questioning whether I'd shot the barrel out on my three hundred Win Mag. I don't know if you remember that. Great yeah, no, I vaguely remember. Yeah, and so I was exhibiting similar signs. It was inconsistent. The groups were opening up, and, mm. and I ended up having two problems with that, which we solved. One was a, a, a rail issue, and the second one was a cleaning. Um, I cleaned it thoroughly, yeah. completely, and between those two things, it came back. And, yeah, and like being stripped. Yep. Yeah. So, well, it it was no dramas not stripping it until about fifteen hundred rounds, and at which point it seemed to want to yeah down. Yeah. So um, that's what I've found um, with stripping is yeah, depending on the barrel they they they'll handle uh, you know several to many hundred rounds before they start to open, and mm. then then strip it or pull it back in again. But so it doesn't doesn't usually take. Doesn't usually take much to foul it again, though. After you strip it, does it? Nah, no, nah. not into that little buffer period. And yeah, the, and the, I mean, yeah. As, as I said, it was fifteen hundred rounds since mm. I cleaned it. So, mm. um, so what was interesting about that? I guess the reason I bring it up is it was the similar signs mm. uh, in terms of what was happening downrange. I probably should add into there. We looked in the barrel. It didn't have the erosion that was present on the twenty-two to fifty. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably a fair way to check. Yep. Mm. So Sean, did you notice that? Sorry, okay, cut yeah. you off there, Rusty. Did you notice the was was the two fifty gradually going out, or did it just sort of go boom, all of a sudden? Do you remember? Do you know it's it's one of those things that um, so at the time I'm, I'm trying to get my dates right here, but I think at the time I was culling ruse, mm. and mm. so um, through that period, made a headshot at a rue under two hundred meters. Mm. It, it could have gone yeah. out significantly. To um, uh, it could have gone out a reasonable amount without me noticing the the actual effects on accuracy. Yeah, right. When yep. I went out on the trip, we're shooting foxes and we're shooting at three, four, five hundred meters. Mm. Yeah, that's when I'm going. Hang on a second. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's me. And Especially then, when you're going left and then right and then high <laughs> and then low. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And so, um, perhaps the use I was having prior uh, didn't didn't uh, reflect to me whether it was a quick drop-off or whether it was a slow de- degrading of accuracy. Mm. From the stories I've heard um, in that sort of thing, it generally seems to be a, a slow... Uh, yeah. Well, I say slow, but but you know, a degrade of accuracy over a bit of time. Um, that slow or quick depends on how much you shoot, I guess. So, yeah. Um, and other times we've seen barrels sort of worn through. It's, it's a... It's a Maybe maybe we say a rapid decline. It's not a mm. fall off the cliff type decline, but it's a she yeah, fails pretty quick. Sort yeah, of thing, once right? it starts mm. going, yeah. it starts yeah. going pretty yeah. badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, interesting. Mm, so I'm I'm trying to think about the other any other barrels I've worn through, and probably sort of similar thing. But that's the the two fifty was one of the interesting stories about sort of how mm. it came about. That was my first time, um, and so you always remember so, your first time, don't you, Greg? Yeah, always. Um, with the uh, scope cam that you used. You said you used the camera to oh, look at the bore, throat? Bore cam. Yeah, bore cam. Yep. Um, was that a clearly obvious view of the throat being eroded when you saw it? Like if, to the beginner or, or to a, yeah, a non-trained sort of person? You go, oh, yeah, that's like if you compared a, a good rifle to a, a, a rifle where the throat's gone, is it like easily determined? Or do you think it's subtle? I, th- I think – no, I think it's uh – it's a good question because I'm I'm thinking here like yeah I was mm. pretty pretty easy to see yeah but then you're thinking is well I don't I'm, I'm it's been a while since I've been a beginner I mean we're always learning yeah 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 since right. I've been a true beginner I guess yep. so I'm not sure yeah um, well, the only line I was going there was uh, whether would it be easy to pick up yeah you know and those some of those cheaper you know barrel cam things mm. uh you know they're pretty reasonably priced you could get one in and have a quick look but yep. um. 
Yeah, I just wasn't sure yeah, how no, easy think, it would I, I be for you, people to determine what they've got. I an think issue. if you did a little bit of mm. research as to what to look for, mm. you'd pick it up really quickly. Is that mm. is that an appropriate way to say it? I think yeah. If yeah, you, I think if it you is. Knew what you were trying to pick up on, you'd pick it up really easily. It's not it's not coded in there. You don't yeah, have yeah. To trying yep. to cover it, but if you just looked at it quickly, you go, it's a yeah. barrel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should clean it. Yeah. So. Um, Sean, I think we may have ignored your question completely and gone off with something else. But anyway, yeah. hopefully that no, answered it, mate. Got him some options. Cool. That makes me wonder uh, about some of those old Lee Enfields I had that probably had about 50,000 rounds through them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I always wondered, why can't I hit the side of a barn at 100 metres? All you, mate. All you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you went to a bow, wasn't it? It's, it's yeah. a left-handed thing. <laughs> it's a left-handed thing. All right. So now I've got a um, I've got a uh, an email here from uh, Richard, and Richard uh, says, "I'm a Kiwi. Sorry to hear it. Uh, currently living in Sweden. Happy to hear it. So I'm pretty stuffed as far as shooting goes. I've got a question. I reckon might have legs for a podcast. How do you guys diagnose your shooting? There's a ton of information of how to be a better shooter on the internet, but." When you just start hitting targets, how do you correct yourself? Just change your barrel out. That seems to be the yeah, yeah. <laughs> just change, <laughs> <before I> change <laughs> your barrel. Uh, how do you analyze your misses and figure out what is causing them? Obviously, having an experienced shooter partner to check and analyze uh, your form helps, but that isn't necessarily accessible for everyone. Um, he goes on to quote a couple of sources of some video uh, exercises. Uh, THLR um, is the one. Um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to hearing how we would go about that. Cheers, Richard. All right. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like he's struggling to to find a source of good quality coaching data. Yeah. Well, or coaching I, I, instruction. I think, as he says, he's he's in Sweden. Not a well. Perhaps this type of shooting is not overly present there, and therefore mm, mm. being able to partner with someone to help them out. I mean, that's the the simplest way is to get someone to watch your shooting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or well, someone you know you know can shoot mm. to get to build you up. You know, I'm, I'm I'm fortunate. I come from a military background, so I got trained from the ground up. But um, you know, I didn't have to start fresh um, away from a training mm-hmm. um, regime. And I would highly recommend training. But obviously- so would I. Funnily enough. Yeah, 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 you better. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I guess finding a decent source. I'm I'm reading into this that he's restricted in where he can go, like physically, to get coaching. He's looking for an alternative. Yep. That's that's what I'm reading into this. So I'm not sure. I guess his his only real source then would have to be through some sort of video type coaching. Yeah. Besides some sort of local club or local hunt club? Um, yeah, well, I think he's asking our experiences, like if we've had times or positions where we've found we've been struggling mm. and, and say, so, how do we resolve that or, or how could we um, work towards it? And let's take right. out well, the – I mean, proper professional coaching is a really good option, yeah, of course, yeah. and, and, and that sort of things. Let's say that's not a – an option for some reason mm. or um, perhaps, you, yeah, you, you're going to go do that. But mm. is there something else you could do? Or let's say you're out in the field and you just go, what has gone on this trip? Like mm. my barrel issue before. Mm. Um, what else could I have applied um, to perhaps seeing what, what's going on? Well, I mean, if I can be the turd in the punch bowl, I've got another. You, you can you can always be that if you need to, Simo. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever your yeah. left-handers well, have to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I, mean, I mean, what I, what I was picking up was... More so, I think Greg, you're on the you're on the money where he's looking for uh, direction of some sort. Yeah. But also, sounds like there's no. He says he's it's pretty stuffed as far as shooting goes. So, yeah. I mean, I would be getting onto the YouTube and picking someone and sticking with them. Yeah, cause because I-, I mean, you can get fifty thousand different views of the same subject and that's the trouble with the internet any yeah, peanut true. has got a platform right so i mean <laughs> like us and some guys is three peanuts here yeah. who was um, but i mean sorry greg i'll just no. and, yeah, keep and running with the topic of long range i mean i'd be going okay well i'll chase up todd hodgnett say yeah that's the name and i was thinking of that's the name yeah. i'm thinking of because he put out a video set didn't he todd Hodgnett? yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. you've had him on the show so yeah. um uh oh, 
encourage him straight away to go back and listen to that episode. Uh, probably yeah, twice because that, that was that was great. I listened to that about two or three times. But, but I think but, I think you just want to focus on one guy, find a reputable guy, find a guy that's you know in a similar position to say Todd. Uh, you know, I mean, he's training special forces hmm. guys and stuff like that. So I mean, I'd I'd be following following chasing him up and seeing what he's got from sort of the ground up. Hmm. I think, um, I mean, clarifying here, so he says there's a ton of information on how to be a better shooter on the internet. Fair point. There is heaps. Exactly what you're saying. I think to that point, what you guys are saying is choosing one and sort of following their path for a while um, mm. is a really good way of doing it. I, I'm, I'm perhaps less um, less focused on choosing one forever and, and mirroring them for the entire time, but there is some strength in diversity and being able to sort of look at their style, work with that for a while, but also seeing what else is around there. But he, he then goes on to say, but when you just start hitting targets, how do you correct yourself? So what would you do to correct your own? If you're missing, right, and you've got all the head knowledge, you've you've watched all the videos. Oh, all right. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. Richard, what I what I do and what I would suggest people do and, and what we do with our courses and stuff is grab your phone, hit it into slow-mo, put it in front of you and hit record and then go back and look at what you were doing. Um, I've found that to be uh, – I'll give you two examples. So I had a guy on a course that we did that for, all right? We, we do it for, for everyone on, on our longer courses, our five-day courses. And so um, I had a guy specifically remember him. We did that for – we filmed him. looked back on it and said – uh, mate, do you realise you're closing both eyes when you pull your trigger? Mm, flinching. Yeah. <laughs> he said, <Yeah>. "Nope." <laughs> yeah. And so, and and honestly, I mean, I, I looked at him going, "Something's not quite right about you, your your way you're shooting," but I couldn't mm. pick it. Yeah. And we watched the slow mo video and went, "That's why." Yeah, yeah. And and through that, through watching that, his next shot, and from every shot from there on in. His eyes were open. Yeah, it's and, something to focus on. Yeah, yeah, as soon as he was aware of it. For me, I, I film myself um, in this room. Uh, I was doing mag changes. Mm. And um, I was getting them pretty quick. I was working on them. I worked them from down to mm. like a three second from taking a shot to taking the next shot was about three seconds. Mm. And with this, that's including mag change. And so um, I was working from that down to about 1.3 and I was thinking, oh, that's pretty good. And I sent, I took a slow-mo video to send one of the other uh, Impact Dynamics guys and said, hey, you know, um, let me know what your uh, your thoughts are here. Mm. And what I did, um, what I worked out is when I took that video, I watched back at it, and I actually hit the mag into the bottom of the stock three to, uh, two times before I got it into the yeah. actual mag well. Yeah. I've gone bang, bang, in. Yeah. And I've gone... Wow. Okay. So that's um that's something that, uh, I sent it to him anyway to mag you know, alignment. And I said, yep. look, my my mag alignment's really mm. out here. Um, mm. I'm doing it fairly quick, but I there was obviously I could do it quicker because um, yeah. it felt super quick for me. It felt really smooth mm. until mm. I filmed it. And went, that's rubbish. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, okay, there's there's definitely some potential here to um mm. to increase. And so um. Richard, I, I would suggest that that is a really effective way of doing it. The other thing that I, I saw on the weekend for a particular guy, he he was shooting. He had, I mean, he was talking like, what do we say about two and a half inch groups at fifty meters on a twenty two, mm. and by the end of the session, we came down to about a, um, about a quarter inch. Um, Group, but what we were seeing were two points of impact, and he was really struggling. He was more of a pistol and shotgun shooter, um, and we was really struggling with his trigger pull. Mm. And what I was seeing on paper was two different points of impact. Yeah. So he was, you know, like putting three touching together and two touching together yep. with about half an inch between them. Yep. And so, okay, all right, this is interesting. So I watched him, and I could tell... I'd, I'd watch him go, you had control of the trigger. I'd look at the target and go, okay, no worries. That's where it mm. went. Or second one, you, know, you didn't have the control of that trigger. It was off to the right. Look, watched him again, control of the trigger, bang, back on the first one. Mm. Fourth one, control of the trigger, bang, back on the first and third ones. Yeah. The last shot, uh, no control of the trigger or less control, mm. less conscious effort. On the second one, off to the mm, right, yeah. and it was it was predictable watching him, yeah. and 
I mean, I saw that observing, which is what Richard's saying, you know, it's, his great dad's someone watching you. Um, but I would have seen that on cam- on film as well. It would have been yeah. able to, like, record myself, shoot through, and then go on, oh, that's it. So, yeah, I it's a great it, idea. Critique yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he understands the, the, the theory. Um, so to be able to monitor himself, I guess, you know, in the situation where he has poor access to other people and, and experienced people, I think that's a pretty good option. And, yeah, I guess, you know, if you've got mates back in New, uh, New Zealand uh, that are accomplished shooters, you could always send your slow-mos back mm. to them as well. So you can actually that's use... the way. Yeah, use the electronic media to... Um, you know, help guys, you know, get your mates commenting on your technique and um, I guarantee you'll get some great feedback from your mates even with probably with a few payouts, but, you know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah. way it goes around here anyway. Certainly, certainly. One of the things you could do is to film that and send it through to Greg and his response will probably be by thermal. No, I think it's actually by, better by if thermal. I go to, to Sweden. If you go to Sweden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, I well, can help hey, him out. <laughs> look, Impact Dynamics is happy to go over to Sweden and help <laughs> yeah. out as well from time yeah, to time. It's a team so. effort. Yeah, well, between the two of us, you know, you cover the thermal <laughs> side of things. That'd be great on the moose over there. Yeah, oh, yeah well, there's supposed to be it? lots of deer. And vodka. I actually went to a, a big, I went to a wedding in Sweden and we end up at a vodka place. Distillery, that's the word. Yeah. Vodka distillery. And um, the best thing the best thing I know about Sweden is the weddings. You have dinner and yeah. then you do your you know, dessert and dancing and the ceremony yeah. everything. And then second dinner. Oh, that was second dinner. Second dinner about midnight. That was so soak up all the booze. Oh, it no, was brilliant. No cool brilliant. turkeys. Uh, plenty of, uh, <laughs> of vodka deers. <laughs> yeah, so, Richard, thanks heaps for listening, and um, really appreciate the question. And certainly hit us up if you have any others. Hopefully, that's useful um, uh, for you. And yeah, it's always a, always a challenge to to improve, uh, particularly by yourself. So, I've got another question here from Shane. Shane is here from WA, and he is uh, loving the show, especially all the stuff about giving Badco a hard time. We'll make sure we keep that up. <laughs> Bring um, it on. He also does say he enjoys about, uh, things about the PRS comps kicking off in Australia, um, hoping that they do make it out to the West one day. Uh, so do I. Certainly so do I. Okay, his question is, out of his two rifles um, he owns, the first being a ticker, Sporter, that orange and grey laminate model in 308. And the second being a Savage 110 Stealth in 300 Wind Mag with a muzzle brake. Which would you guys choose for PRS-styled comps? I only have one quality scope at the moment that I swap between guns, which is a Bushnell Elite LRHS 4.5 to 18 by 44. Ticker is my critter and short-range gun up to 600 metres, and I use my 300 wind mag for everything else beyond that. Loaded with the 230 burgers. Would love to hear your opinions on this. All right. That's a good question, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, it's a common one, actually, that... that um, the Magnum versus the the standard short action stuff. I mean, the couple of PRIs that uh, I've been involved in with you, Rusty. There's been a, a measure of both those calibers. There has been. Uh, yeah. I mean, now this year we saw a lot more six point five rather than the three oh eights, but uh, did see a trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're yeah. I mean, it's it's six one half a dozen the other really, isn't it? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, and probably not shy about it. I'm more of a fan of the shorter action mm-hmm. um, type scenario for this type of thing, and 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 I'll provide some reasons why. And I do know some of the really good shooters do use 300 wind mags at the moment. Mm. Um, obviously, let's you know if we reference the US stuff, um, they have gone away from 30 cal completely. Yeah. Um, the downside, I guess, of the 300 wind mag in this in this environment is the recoil is a bigger factor. And it's a factor. Now, you have to be a pretty good shooter for it to be a, perhaps a deciding factor. Maybe maybe that's a clarification. Mm. I remember Scotty um, Battelle, who you know, has run a 300 wind mag in a number of these comps, says that he does lose time under recall to it. Mm, yeah. But he's a really good shooter. And, yeah. and so... Um, he's talking seconds, mm. whereas for a lot of people, they're not getting the stage done anyway. You know, yeah, they need yeah, another yeah. 30 seconds, not two or three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
perhaps that's something to to take into account because your ballistics are quite good on a three hundred wind mag, mm. um, whereas a three hundred eight is probably easier. There's a couple of other factors. Well, I'll go into in a moment once you yeah. yeah well, I was thinking as well. You know, I've ne- I've never handled the uh, one ten Savage, so I don't know how big they are either. You know, like so mm, that's on a your fair point on mm. you know barrel length and all that sort of thing, weight bulkiness, you know, uh, some of these barricade stages or, um, you know, you're wrestling a 20-pound gun up on top of a on top of a barricade, hmm. uh, pulling it in and out of windows in, you know, shacks and stuff like that, depending on your stages. So, I mean, that's another thing to think about as well. Myself, I like a short barrel as well. I mean, not that I'm a PRI competitor of any uh, talent, but for all my shooting, I'd much rather a smaller, lighter rifle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'd probably say whichever rifle fits him best in terms of... Good response, Greg. Um, there'll be one of those two rifles, I assume, he will like to handle better when it comes to transitional shooting, like mm-hmm. changing positions, um, you know, and shooting from different positions. One will fit him, one will probably not quite fit him, and if he's very fortunate, both will fit him quite well. But I'm, I'm, I'm taking the assumption that one, he... He prefers over the other. Um, I would lean towards that regardless um, because I think in the end that will give you, you will perform better, you will score better um, with a rifle that fits you and you're not fighting it, you're not struggling with mag changes. Yeah, so I'm more on the, the fit fit and, and, and feel side of things. And second to that would be my recall management so he has said it's braked but um yeah if if it's kicking like a mule i'd probably leave it in the safe um Mm. i definitely want some recall management in there but yeah that's the sort of that's my sort of two i guess angles on the conversation but yeah there's another a practical element that um a lot of people skip over is if you're going to fly to a match um and you need a couple hundred rounds Mm. you won't get that on the plane with a 300 win mag just out of interest, say so they're way too much over the limit that's that's yeah, set. Okay. So that's a good three hundred eight, or mm. a, you know, that's obviously part of the reason some of the the, the lighter stuff is, well, partial reason, uh, partial benefit perhaps. But the the three hundred eight, you'll be able to take enough rounds for the comp mm. uh, as these round counts increase, and no doubt over the, over time they will increase. So yep. that's perhaps a consideration. Um, the magazine for that that particular gun you comes with a five round mag. Mm. And you can get ten round mags, but they're huge. They're they're really bulky and large. Oh, okay. And, and, and yeah, right. Whereas um, I would probably not because I dislike that stock, but I'd probably change that stock out or something out, so I'd end up with a like an AI or AW magazine for that ticker and uh, the three hundred eight. And that would then set you up that if you do shoot that barrel out reference our previous discussion yeah. um you could you could change over into something that is more suited for prs comps you know six by 47 or a six mm. five by 47 mm. or a creedmoor or something along those lines and your bolt face is the same your actions the same your stock would be the same your magazine's the same so it's a very versatile long-term gun um which then allows you to throw some money into scopes so yeah, because yeah, that, I mean that bushel is fine, but um, certainly you you wouldn't uh, you you would uh, a scope upgrade wouldn't go astray with yeah, that sort yeah, of thing, and yeah. and so I wouldn't be spending huge amounts of money on the gun. I'd be spending mm. more money on replacing that scope, and that way that scope could then sit on the the gun that he chooses not to run with, yeah, and whatever scope he's upgraded to could sit yeah. on whatever gun he's going to run. So yep. um, that's probably the way I would go. I'd run that 308 hard and, and run it until the point where you could run it no more, change the yep. barrel out, and all the money you have you have spent on the gun mm. is not wasted. Yeah. Um, and you can run your 10 round mags, um, mm. tend to uh, be pretty uh, comfortable from there. Um, not to mm. say the 300 wind mag isn't capable, it certainly is, and it'll do the yeah, good job. Yeah, guys do really well with 300 wind yeah. mags, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, it's certainly the, the way things are trending. Um, the 308 mm. would get a lot of rounds down range, and once it's worn out, it'd be an instant swap to, to something that is uh, very, very practical for that type of, type of shooting. Yeah, um, 
so what would you do stock-wise, Rusty? I'm, I'm interested in that, uh, thinking about those ticker sporters. I think they're a thumb mm. hole, aren't they? They're not, no. They're not a thumb hole? No. They're, I know they're, the one you mean, but look, I can't picture They're a, they're a TRG-style uh, laminated and They've got a great big palm com- swell, I remember. Yeah, they're... they're, yeah. they're, they're I tell you what, they're a comfortable stock. Yeah, well, for me, comfy. they're a comfortable yeah, stock. Yeah, I found them comfy. Yeah, and you may even wish to go with um, leaving that stock as is and um, inletting it for some aftermarket bottle metal, some atlas yeah, bottle okay. metal. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. And so that, they run the standard ticker mag, do they? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if you yeah. change that out to something that was, uh, you know, you get a ten round mag into easily. It's a relatively cheap upgrade to do, and, and yeah. it would be very effective. And I do mm. like those stocks, actually. I mm. have to admit, um, and yeah, very comfortable for me. So, um, Shane, I don't know if we've confused things further or made it simpler, <laughs> but that, that's our that's our thoughts. Um, I'd run the three hundred eight. A couple of the other guys here would run the three hundred win mag. Uh, well, Greg would say whichever one's more comfortable run. Mm. Um, and I think we've perhaps provided a few ideas for you to consider uh, deciding which one you would uh, you would move forward with, which would be good fun. We're going to go with this again. We're going to go with a would-you-rather scenario Ooh, again okay, yeah. tonight. Yep. Now, in the presence of our less fortunate podcaster with us, <laughs> uh, here is the question. More so posed to you, Greg, but anyway, to our listeners as well. Would you rather a left-handed rifle with the scope of your choice or any rifle you like, anything at all, but you've got a maximum of a six-power scope? Any scope, but permanently set to six-power. It's a no-brainer for the left-handed dude here. Well, most it? things are no-brainers for left-handed people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, that's a really tough one, mate, because you conflict uh, a few principles within me. I, I'm a bit of a Zoom whore. Yeah. I love my Zoom. But, but it's a left-handed rifle. But it's a left-handed rifle, and I, I've got a lot of drowning to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing, you know, just, just, to, just to set everyone straight. Yeah. Uh, I shot with right-handed what? rifles most of my life. And yep. uh, it's just yeah. simply a matter of rolling it over, and yeah. you know you can just sort of get your hand on the inside of it, so it's not oh, that bad. Can I mute? You know, so dry your eyes, boys. How do boys. I mute his channel? Yeah, <laughs> dry your eyes, boys. Greg, we got to oh, ju- choose one, mate. You got to choose one. I got to choose one. Would you rather? We're going to put this out to our our audience on Facebook as well, oh, so we can see their response. But you got to choose one. Come on. Oh, I'd have to go with a crappy Zoom. Really? Can't, I can't go lefty. Really? I can't do it, man. I can't yep. do it. I mean. Mate, I'm, I'm the same. Any rifle, <laughs> any rifle, I'd, I'd pick the best me, one I can pick Give me open sights over uh, lefty. And you know what? Six power, I'll make it work. I'll make <laughs> yeah. the damn thing. If people can shoot 1,000 metres with open sights, I'm going to make six power work. I mean, what But what if, no. it, was a, what if it was a custom build left hand, you know, with a surgeon action or, you know, something no, nice? No, it didn't and... say that. It said any rifle for a right-handed. Or for it left-hander. just said left-handed rifle. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the one that's available. Well, for so. the sake of argument, there's no argument. If we here, substitute, that's, that's yeah. the correct answer. <laughs> well, if substitute left-handed <laughs> for right-handed. I'd go right-handed rifle and get some wicked glass, to be honest. No, but it said uh, any rifle with uh, max six left-handed. Um, you can't deny a disability. <laughs> oh, left-handed <laughs> rifle with the the scope of my choice, then. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta give some to you. All right, guys. So we're yeah. gonna throw that up on Facebook. We're interested to hear your responses. Uh, would you rather a left-handed rifle with the scope of your choice, or any rifle uh, you like, but with a max power of six on the scope? All right, we're gonna leave it there. <laughs> Massive thanks to. Uh, to our sponsors uh, for this episode, Impact Dynamics, uh, make sure you check out the PRS Match Ready course coming up at the end of September, uh, where you will uh, go through three days of uh, intense training to uh, get ready for PRS-style matches. Um, the details are on their website, but we'll th- uh, certainly link through, and uh, we'd love to see you at the course. Uh, guys, thanks heaps for listening. Simo, thanks for coming. Hey, no worries. Thanks for having me. Easy. Bako, uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. And uh, good luck with Hunting HQ. Uh, we'll make sure we hook into that as well. Ah, uh, Thanks, mate. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be good fun. All right, guys. Thanks heaps for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. 
To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.